With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to another edition of Progress for Tomorrow, a program dedicated to perpetuating unity and understanding for sustainable progress. So we encourage you to join the crew of the Starship P4T as we examine areas in our current events, our history, ancient history, and world religion and philosophy as we travel in our journey toward progress, progress. for tomorrow. Greetings, folks. This is Mark and Gary once again with another session in season six of Progress for Tomorrow. Glad to have you with us as always. Our guest today is will probably be our best guest to deal with one of the most profound and most important issues as it pertains to women in terms of abuse. You know, the objectification of women, the abuse of women and how they and how they've just I mean, we can go on and on. We've talked about this even in other programs that we've had, but to properly do this in sequence. Mark, my first officer, how are you today? I'm great, and welcome back to Starship P4T. Yes, and we, the Starship, and today we are traveling to places in this season that we could only dream of to be, but we're certainly glad to have the opportunity to do so. And again, we have been waiting for a guest like this and I have reached out for some. There was one particular, there was one, a couple of people that I've um, reached out for who dealt with this support or supposedly dealt with this particular sub subject. But the bottom line in terms of our really covering this topic, Mark, you know, I'm going to go ahead and do. It has been long overdue. Yes, it's been long overdue. I mean, we, we, we've been waiting. We've been trying to find the right person to bring who had the proper qualifications, the experience the fortitude, if you may, you know, and every time I would come up with a couple of people I reached out for, the response from the crew was always this. I wouldn't trust us, Captain. But this program, again, just like I did with Laura Hartley, I'm doing it again here. You know, it, it was very long overdue. It has been long overdue. Yes, it's been long overdue for us to talk about this because the abuse and the objectifying of women has been going on since the beginning of time. Let's be real about this. And we're going to talk about this. I don't want to steal too much of the thunder because I want to jump right in to our intro for us to introduce, introduce our guest, our very special guest in a very P4T way. Let's listen. Listen. 
Our guest is a sassy coach, speaker, international advocate for women against abuse and domestic violence, women's confidence coach, author, podcast guest pro, and the Sassy Academy founder, based in Knoxville, Tennessee. Sassy stands for strong, assertive, smart, sexy, and independent. Her unique approach brings out the strength and the light that shines in each woman, especially those that have survived abuse. She believes that once you are out of that situation, there is an even bigger challenge for that woman to face, who am I? Her Sassy program is designed to help women find answers and to achieve their goals and objectives of discovering their true sassiness. Her program is also designed to help you find those answers with a new beginning to get you to your goals and objectives of where you want to go and who you want to be. Being a survivor and victor herself, our guest has made it her life's mission to help every woman to be, do, and have sassy, encouraging women to ruffle some feathers and blow some minds. She has even gone so far as to coin the new word Sir Thrivor because she believes every woman can survive and thrive to be her best true self. So, crew members, listeners, and fans, let's give a resounding and enthusiastic welcome to the sassy coach, Christine Christine Malik. Christine, welcome to the show. Wow, I'm, I have te- I have tears in my eyes, guys. Happy tears. There, that is that was amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I cannot and, and thank we you thank enough. Natalie, is- our announcer. I mean, this is our brand. This is our way that we bring on our guests to. I mean, in the best way to make you. When I say to my guests that you, we bring you in, we welcome you into our boat, onto our ship. We want to make you feel as guests and make you feel comfortable and allow you to go out there and do your thing. <laughs> you know. So so let's ruffle some feathers and blow some minds, guys. <laughs> That's it. That there you go. We're already off right? to the right start. So as usual, again, Christine, we I, I want to repeat this as it was mentioned in the introduction. Um the first question I'll ask you, then I'll turn over to my to Commander Mark. To repeat what SASI means, S-A-S-S-I, what does it stand for? Repeat it again. All right. SASI, strong, assertive, smart, sexy, independent. And that is something that I believe every woman has within their very essence. And I help bring that out. I help her find it, reignite it, get it flaring again. Mm -hmm. All right. So, and, and that is important because... What happens is, and this is the thing where, like we discussed in our preliminary conversations, this is the thing that I have the issue that I have with Western Christianity, because in the Bible, women are objectified, going all the way back to the first book, to the Genesis story. Of course, you have the serpent doing his thing, but who was the scapegoat? The woman. So when we take a look at this, And we take also a a comparative look. We start to weigh the scales between what we've been conditioned to believe based on our on our religious front. And even in some of our cultural our culture, we see how the objectification of women and we see, you know, it's just just a lot of things. That are out there that are right in our face, but get missed, overlooked. And then we wonder why we find ourselves with situations with women finding themselves not just in a dangerous situation, but in life-threatening situations. 
And that's where I'll turn it over to my first officer, Commander Mark, for you to begin the questions here in this interview. Take it away, my friend. I don't hear you. Okay, Christine, first of all, I'd like to thank you for joining us again here at Starship uh, P4T. And I was listening to some of your podcasts, and uh, I have to commend you, first of all, for being uh, so brave and finding courage, you know, and the longevity to continue this uh, this journey that you're uh, going through. There's been so many cases um, uh, throughout our our history between the genders, the two genders, male and female, of abuse. Um, many times we've tried to dissect it and, and we found valid reasons. And because of those reasons, um, we, we took it and we unpacked that, we, you know, but yet and still there's always something new that comes up. There's always something hidden, whether it be agendas or, or if it's, uh, if it's one of those cases where, we grew up in abusive homes and then that that transpires in our adult life onto our relationships but i want one of the things i wanted to ask you being the survivor that you are you survived extreme trauma in an abusive marriage and you faced some dark times and without without sometimes a shoulder to lean on i know that can be a lonely place so on the road to recovery, where did you find your courage? And how did you get your confidence? The confidence, I'll answer that one first. The confidence I've always had. What happened was because of the abusive marriage that I was in for six and a half, almost seven years, mm -hmm. and even a little after, after he left, okay. that confidence gets squashed. It gets extinguished. It gets put down we start to question ourselves as women. We start to question our own worth, our own integrity. Everything gets questioned. Mm -hmm. So the confidence I always had, how did I find it? It wasn't until the beginning of last year that, okay, not to sound real woo-woo, but it basically was gifted upon me <laughs> like that woo woo. So it was basically gifted upon me that, that right. this is my path. This is what mm -hmm. I was destined to do. This is what I'm supposed to do. This is, if, if I don't speak out about this, then one who will, and two, the more we speak out about it and the more we are loud about it, the more women will come forward and say, Hey, you know what? This happened to me. How do I get better? Or if they're in that situation, they can find the courage because of women like myself. And there are many of us out there that are finally starting to say enough is enough. We cannot be your punching bags anymore, whether it's physically, verbally, mentally, spiritually, you know, psychologically, every abuse possible. And then some financially, I mean, every abuse possible. So if I can be another woman's reason to find her courage and her confidence, then I have to do this. It mm -hmm. is it is a 
it is such a passion and it's a burning desire, which is why I say ruffle some feathers and, and blow some minds because people aren't talking about this. Somebody has to. We have to. You know, we're in 2023 and this shit still happens on a daily basis. It still happens. And why? We can't. We can't. We can't solve the problem till we acknowledge it's a problem. And it is, it's a problem where, you know, and every relationship is different between that man and that woman, that spouse and that partner. And they don't have to be, it could be man and man. It could be woman and woman. I can't tell you how many gay men that I have talked to that are in an abusive situation and they don't know how to get out. They don't know how to address it. So we have to bring this forward and talk about it for for a change to, to, to take effect. I, I, I agree. And these discussions, um, they, they go on, um, they go on and on and you can find a lot of resources, uh, concerning dealing with abuse. Uh, what are some of the key signs that, uh, that, that you could identify for, for our listeners? Cause there are some hidden things and, how do you find, you know, how do you figure out a person's agenda? That's the hard part. Okay. That, that mm -hmm. is extremely the hard part because you're in a relationship with someone you love and you, when you love someone, you tend to let some of those things go by the wayside or you make excuses uses for them. You know, it could be anything from, you know, honey, I told you I was coming home. Why isn't dinner made? It could start out very small and, and minor like that. And then it's, oh, you know, okay, the next day, okay, well, he had a bad day. I'll let that slide. Or, you know, he all of a sudden flies off the handle and, you know, throws a cup against the wall or throws a phone, throws whatever, you know, that type of okay, you know what? I love this guy. He had a bad day or, you know, he got into a minor fender bender. The boss was a jerk at work. You start to make excuses. And we all do that in our relationships. It's a give and take. But with that partner that has that tendency or has that abusive background or doesn't even realize that he's an abusive partner, starts taking advantage of it as women I know my mother and my grandmother taught me a lot of the, you know, children should be seen and not heard. Okay. So we learned as women, we learned, and there's a lot of women out there that have learned, okay, we don't say anything. We don't rock the boat. We just let it slide. And the next thing you know, and that was my situation. The next thing I know, you know, it went from that verbal borderline abuse to, I got smacked upside the head. I ended up with a black eye. I wake up the next morning and I got bruises all over my body. It's like, what the fuck? Where did this shit come from? What did I do? Yeah. You know, so it's those signs can start out as somewhat normal. They're not. We need to have communication to learn how to put those boundaries in place, set those boundaries. And the biggest part of that that everybody misses out there is keep those boundaries. Do not adjust for them. You can give and take a little bit, but that communication has to be there. But where, you know, I can say, hey, honey, you know what? I've asked you to put your laundry in the basket. You're not putting it in the basket. Can you please, what can I do to help? Or, you know, I've asked you to have dinner ready. Well, you know what? I work a full-time job too. So can we work something out where we can both 
be responsible for these these chores around the house. I mean, even if it's just, we have to have that communication that's, that is so key to any relationship and not be afraid to bring that up, you know, not be afraid that next morning after, you know, cause I got that a lot too. Oh honey, I'm so sorry, that'll never happen again. And then the, the second phase of that goes to, I wish you wouldn't have made me do that. You made mm. me do that. You made me hit you. Really? <laughs> I made you? Like I, I lifted your hand and smacked, you know, closed your fist and put it into my face? No, but as women, we have to find that confidence. And that's where, you know, people like myself and other coaches out there, therapists, find that confidence to say enough is enough. Mm. If it were our children, what do we do? We protect our children. We go all out, mama bear, no ifs, ands, or buts, right? We do. Why can't we do that for ourselves? Why can't we say enough is enough? Mm. Yes, absolutely. And that, in, in my opinion, I think that needs to be said early. And because you see, here's the thing. Um, and it is pertaining to the third question, but. I'm going to have to lead up to it with this. <laughs> there are so many relationships where we all know. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Um, if it's male and female, or however, mostly female to male, if the male has an issue and the female accepts it and that continuous passive passiveness and and thinking that we can learn to help this individual recognize this and repair themselves or we try to fix them. I'm asking you, Christine, how dangerous can that be in your opinion? <laughs> would, you, would you like to know how dangerous? <laughs> yes, I, I would. I laugh. I, I, that's I laugh. a hell of a question. <laughs> I laugh at my situation because I not not at you guys, not at the listeners, not at the question. Okay. Two things. One in four women will experience some form of abuse here in the United States throughout their lifetime. One in seven will not make it out of that abusive situation. One in seven guys. Okay. One in seven will die at the hands of their abuser. Okay. You cannot, you cannot, you cannot fix that man. I mean, we all hear the saying, okay, I can't, yep. I can't change 
I can't change anybody. The only person I can change is myself. So right. you cannot change your abuser. You cannot yes. change his unless he wants to change. Okay. Yes, now the reason I chuck the reason I chuckled is because I thought I could do the same thing. And in I met this man in 2011. In 2015, he shot me in the head with a 40 caliber gun. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a miracle that I am alive. And that yeah. is another one yeah. of those reasons why I do this. Because God's that been one, good to you, yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because that one in seven women woman will not make that abusive relationship alive. I cannot tell you guys how many times I tell women, please do not stay for the children. Do not stay because you think you love him. Do not stay. Mm -hmm. It will not get better. There are very few cases unless that man or that abuser finds the courage within himself to say, you know what? I need to change. That's what this does. Right. That's it. That's it. That is that, that, that Christine, you nailed it. That's it. <laughs> it is up to the abuser. To have that that deep down, uh, uh, I would say, you know, day of court with themselves, face, yes. face yourself in the mirror. Many of us on both sides, either sides, don't face ourselves in the mirror. And, you know, and a lot of people say elementary is so childish to say this, but we say it or either think, oh, I look in the mirror every day, I comb my hair, brush my teeth. But you're not looking at self in the mirror. You're looking at what you're doing in the mirror. Exactly. Yeah, that's the problem right there. But anyway, um Listen, yes, I had I absolutely. wait, I, I had to do I had to do a lot of looking in the mirror myself. Okay. Mm -hmm. What was wrong with me that I attracted that man? Not mm -hmm. just not just that okay. I did. I yeah. did without I've a doubt. heard that, yeah. I, you know, my clients go through the same thing that, mm -hmm. you know, we have to face what were those issues. Now, I've had a lot of childhood trauma from, yes. you know, up from the day I was born, basically, to the day I said enough was enough. And that's, I'm 57 <sighs> years old. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of things that I had to face and go, okay, why, why do I keep attracting to these red flag men? Mm -hmm. Why do I keep staying in abusive relationships? Whatever form of abuse that is. Now, remember, you know, we say the word abuse nowadays and everybody automatically thinks physical. Okay. And, and as yeah. we said earlier, yeah. it's not just physical. There are so many forms of abuse and so many subforms. It's it's ridiculous. We talked about this earlier. Yeah. So yeah. so there was there was a lot of soul searching and looking in the mirror that I had to do to say, hmm, you know what? That was me. That was my bad. Let me fix that. Let me work on this. Let me, you know, mm -hmm. where are my boundaries? Where are my standards? You know, where are my morals and values at? So, yeah, it's not just the guy that has to do it. It's both sides that have to face that. Absolutely. You know, and I'll turn this over to Gary here in just a second. Um, one of the things that uh, uh, I'm going to tell you about a recent event here in the area that I live in, it was just a, a week ago. So that would have been uh, New Year's New Year's Eve. Well, yeah, from yesterday. And that's where a 26-year-old woman... She was shot and killed by a 21-year-old former boyfriend who had just got out of prison. One of my first thoughts to this is that, okay, if you're 34 and 39, eh, maybe not so bad, 40, 44. 
But when you're talking about from 26 to 21, what is it that a 26-year-old woman can get from a 21-year-old man besides what we already know? So I don't even have to say it. You understand? You know what the old saying is? What's understood doesn't need to be said. What What is it? And so what I'm saying pertaining to your point on your on answering my question is that when when um um what is it about me how I attract these abusive people? Mm. <laughs> and that's when we. You see what I'm saying? That's when we really have to dig deep in ourselves. And a lot of women don't. They don't That's want to right, listen. Mike. Because it's false reasons, physical reasons. That's right. You know what? Before you physically give me an orgasm, give me one in my brain. <laughs> oh, my God. That is okay. one of the things that I say all the time is if you can stimulate my brain, you can stimulate every other part of my body. I always thought that's where, I always thought that's where it started at. You know, looks right? looks gets you hello and goodbye. After that, you're on your own. But thank Damn. you, thank you, Christine, because you were the one that identified so much. Because for our listeners, this is important. You know, we have to unpack this. We, yes. You know what I'm saying? We we've got to unpack it, and then we've got to put it in the places where it need to be in each yes. section and that's this is when we can nip this all in the bud before you know we start saying hey i'm the great wonder i can help you with your mm -hmm. you know it's so much there's so much and we always skim the surface and we don't go deep enough with it but no, uh for now i'm gonna i'm gonna turn the floor back over to you gary <laughs> take it away my brother man <laughs> i don't know how i'm gonna follow up on that Cause that that knocked it out of the park. That was into the trees in left field. <laughs> I remember a, a home run that Mike Piazza hit over in Shea Stadium. They said, "Oh my God, a home run hit by Mike Piazza into the trees in left field because it kept going." Yeah, and he played with the Dodgers. Like, I, I, you know, that was Shea the Stadium. ultimate question because <laughs> that's really where it's at. That's where it's at. That's exactly where it's at. Yes. And and if there, there's no if, Christine, I'm gonna let you respond to that. What she's what she he said to you, and let you expand, and then we'll go from there. You know, no matter what the issue is in our country and across the world, no matter mm -hmm. what the issue is in our home, okay, it all does start inside we have to take that look inside we have to go what is wrong with me and how do i fix it the world will not get better no matter what the issue is okay we could talk about gay rights men's rights women's rights um you know environmental rights you know everything out there but until we dig deep as you just said and delve real deep inside to find out what is wrong with, I mean, you know, all the Karens, I hate seeing all this, stuff. you know, she's a woman, that Karen is a woman, plain and simple. There's an issue with that woman. There, there's a side of me that somewhat feels sorry for the quote unquote Karen out there, mm -hmm. okay? Because she's dealing with something. Right. She just hasn't found the right way to either one, accept that there's something going on inside, internally, in her soul, yes. in her intuition, 
with her sassy, whatever you want to call it, okay, yeah. <laughs> that she just can't fix. An abusive man is the same way. And I was same actually way. asked that. I was actually asked that one question, that question once, if I had any regret for one being in that abusive relationship, and if I had any remorse or sympathy or empathy for him being an abuser, okay? My first reaction was, oh, hell no. <laughs> but then I realized, wait a second, there are parts of his background and his upbringing that made him the way he is, okay? Now, to Clara, that does not give him the green light to be an abusive man, okay? Once he realized at one point in his life, he had to realize that he was an abusive, narcissistic son of a bitch. There, he had to, okay? Because there was a pattern. His first wife he was abusive to. His second wife he was abusive to. He, his girlfriends in between he was abusive to. You have to be completely off the chart narcissistic not to be able to mm -hmm. at least notice that you are an abusive man, okay? So the, I do not give you an excuse after that. If you know you're in you're in some sort of quandary, that you're an abusive man, that you're a narcissistic man, that you're not, um, you know, and I say men and women only because that's our conversation, but it could be the other way around. But if you know you're that person, if you, you've said, shit, you know what? I think I have a problem. That doesn't give you an excuse anymore to be able to go and hit or abuse verbally, mentally, sexually, any other person anymore okay it's the same with every single one of us out there when we can Precisely. address yes. it when we can yep. address and say you know what i've got just like i said earlier with you know i i had to do a lot of soul searching and digging deep and going back through my past and having you know people help me go through a whole lot of things my coaches and i do use it plurally because i had a lot of coaches that helped me work through it wasn't until I addressed every single issue. You know, you guys, you know, we, we hear about triggers. It wasn't until maybe three, four months ago that I was sitting at a stoplight. I thought I had worked through all my triggers from this man from five years ago. Okay? I'm sitting at a stoplight and I see a vehicle that goes by that's very similar, you know, exactly like his. And I felt my body tense. And I went, it was the first time that I actually acknowledged that trigger and went what the hell are you doing there's no way he's here it's not him you know i had to go home i went home i called my coaches and i said please help me work through this trigger slamming doors yelling screaming all those things used to trigger me but until i worked through that i could not overcome and move forward from that point and that's where half our society is we're, we're yeah. we can't we look out to everybody else instead of inside to ourselves you know in this program what we have done and what we will continue to do is numerate the fallacies of western christianity how it promotes slavery how it promotes sexism, how it promotes misogyny. And I'm very open about that. I give, I make no hesitations. I bat no eyelashes and I make no qualms about it because it's right there in front of you and right in the text. And when I confront people with this, they cannot argue with me. 
they can they have no leg to stand on. And when that being the set being said, Christine, is that as a matter of fact, I want to throw this out to you, something for you to ponder that we would do before <laughs> toward the end of the program. <laughs> we are going to propose to you an offer from the Starship P4T. Oh so Ooh. that you're prepared for that. But let's move forward or what you had just said as it pertains to how you know the object I watched an episode on HBO Max of The Closer, Kira Sedgwick, who is the wife of Kevin Bacon. Bacon, I know um, Kevin, um, Kira's father, uh, Harry Sedgwick. We talked about this, the program that Kira was doing in The Closer. He told me about how it came about, how Kevin was supportive of it, how he said, told her, what? I'll watch the kids. You go out and do that thing. You know, and I was I was just really glad, but I have a history with um, the Cedric family by way of the um, the patriarch uh, Harry Cedric, and he spoke about how Kevin is so, and that's the reason why they've been so successful as a married couple in Hollywood because of the support, how he supports her, how she supports him, and so forth and so on. But I watched an episode of Kira's program, The Closer. All right, season four, episode eight, which dealt with an abusive husband on a Hollywood hairdresser. And how when she wound up dead, he was the prime subject, suspect. It also turned out to be they what they as they continued and further their investigation, they found out that she was had taken in a member of a support group that she was a part of to live with her to keep her and protect her from her abusive boyfriend. As it turned out, her abusive boyfriend found her. And not only did he menace his girlfriend that the you know the victim had turned had taken in but he wound up killing the person who had taken her in there was also information that was discovered that how that both abusive boyfriends the one of the victim and one of the girlfriend who had came to the crisis management individual confronted them and threatened them and intimidated them or tried to intimidate them. But we, I saw this episode last night and we watched it and I said, this is perfect for what the interview that I'm about to go into because it showed how people don't take into consideration the many tentacles that these abusive relationships <coughs> has and how they can manifest themselves in other people connected to their primary targets 
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The th- the person who was killed, who was who was who, who was the subject of the homicide investigation, was killed by a person who was a perpetrator, or at least an abusive perpetrator of of a person that she had taken in so what had happened as a result of her doing the right thing of protecting bringing in harboring that individual she suffered the abuse of her abuser so it's almost abuse by transference and so in, in, in some in many way you want to look at it like I said, I may have even said this earlier, Christine. This thing has a lot of tentacles because men, particularly degenerative men, who aren't worth, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. And I've challenged guys. I said, I'm gonna go ahead and tell them you a piece of shit. I'm sorry. You, 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 I don't care if you don't like it. Come at me, bro. You knocked her down. Try to knock me down now. No. These people who are worth shit, who aren't aren't worth a shit, usually wind up victimizing a person who is trying to help the person, the target of their abuse. And this was, was what was exemplified in this episode. She took in this person that she had befriended in her job who was being abused. She paid the price for it. And when I see that, I say to myself, this shit's got to stop, man. This has got to stop. I mean, come on. There, and, and, and you, know, you know why I say it, Christine? It's because those of us, I have a second degree black belt in Goshenu Karate. There are those of us in the male community that need to open our ears open our eyes and realize what's going on and we need to take action. The police can call us vigilantes vigilantes all they want. Fine. I'll take the label. But if I see a friend of mine in trouble because she is being abused and menaced and victimized by an abusive boyfriend or husband, I'm not going to turn the other I'm not going to look the other way. It's not going to happen. And I've been in this position. I have told these. I said, look, I said, I'm going to explain it to you like this. Whatever you're thinking to do, whether you're planning to do, don't be surprised that when you show up, I'm going to be right there. And when that happens, you can negotiate or try to figure out how you're going to deal with this. Because I can tell you one thing you are not going to do what you came to do to this woman because you're going to have to go through me first. So what happens is 
This thing has many tentacles. It has many extensions. And when women and when women attempt to comport or when they are part of a crisis center to protect other women, that's when law enforcement should be at their best in understanding how what the repercussion should be for those women who are willing to stand up. Because if not, the abuse is going to happen again and it will lead to very tragic results. And, you know, <laughs> I look at your profile and I look at the many different approaches that you use as a coach. And I know that's something that you pretty, pretty much have dealt with. Women who are trying to hide. Women who are trying to make themselves unavailable to their abuser. Yeah. But somehow or another it doesn't work. Why? And I'll say why. Because I've argued with my, my, my police officer friends. Where the fuck were you? When that Thank man you. was busting down that door, what were you doing? Were you on a coffee break? Were you were you chasing some ass? Is that what? Yeah, I know. I know what y'all do. I work with you. I know what you do. What were you doing when this scumbag was going after a person that you should have been protecting? And how? And, and, and the question is this: How often have you ran into that? <laughs> I'm glad you asked that because personally I've encountered it myself. Okay. And second, and probably the most important one, uh, I have a, a client that she has gone this, her ex-husband, he's not an ex yet, but he's not living in the, in the home. He has come, he's got a restraining order. He has come back to the house six times. Mm -hmm. She has called the police See. six times. See. And he has never been arrested on that restraining order. There you okay? go. He there beat go. the shit out of her so bad that she is now experiencing brain damage, head trauma, PTSD. I mean, you name it, this poor woman is going through because that police officer, that community did not do their basic human job. Job. Okay. Yep. 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 I have a so, yes, it's. Mine. Yeah, I have a friend of mine. He's a gold star. He's a gold star, a uh, gold badge detective in Boulder, Colorado. He worked here in town. I met him when he was working with Chattanooga Police Department. And um, he told me there was a particular, and I employed this person as an agent, you know, in my company, arresting shoplifters and things. Happen. And he told me about, it. he said, yeah, he says, I, I intervened. In a situation where she was living with a boyfriend who was beating the hell out of her. And um, and that's that's what was one of the things, if not the main thing that indicated to me who Damon was. He was willing to go out and take go the extra mile to protect Savannah. And I took her in, employed her, made her an agent in my loss prevention organization. And he told me what was going on. Blatantly told, told me what was going on. And he said that there were times where he had to really get through to her to understand that this is not what you need. 
you need to get out of this situation when it is is it comes gets to a point where he is physically abusing you you need to get out he went the extra mile to protect her and she she was a criminal justice she was she was in in school at Chattanooga State um, College studying criminal justice and that's how he met her because they're sent out on to do ride-alongs with the Chattanooga Police Department that's how he met her and when he, he got wind of this situation he went into action and he says no I'm gonna protect you and he 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 protected her but the bottom line was that he saw how she the hesitation of wanting to take action against this abuser and how he had to really intervene as a law enforcement official to keep her and to protect her. But this guys, you know, Christine, Mark, this is something that happens every day of the freaking week. Okay. So here's, here's all those tentacles and just that situation alone, Gary. Okay. Here's all the different tentacles. Wow, I don't even know where to begin. Okay, so here's a man that's trying to help an abused woman. Okay, that's a tentacle. Here's a woman that cannot leave this situation. That's a tentacle. Here's a woman that is trying to better herself and keeps going back to the situation, which means it does. There are no boundaries on what type of woman, what background, black, white, you know, purple, yellow. It doesn't matter. Okay, my economic level doesn't matter. You know, nothing matters. Nothing is off the chart for abuse okay here's all those tentacles just in that one tiny little situation that you just described that that situation I mean, all of them you know the, the abuse that she's going through here's a gentleman trying to help you know the that she keeps going back into the situation can she trust law enforcement that's a huge factor for women of abuse okay where do we go what do we do how do i survive these are all the types of questions that women ask themselves when they're in that situation. And remember, the, the abuse is not just physical. There's a lot of psychological abuse that goes along Absolute, with, as, yeah. especially if he is a very physical, because his verbal words and that psychological and that mental are coming out because he's not being completely silent and just hauling off and whacking, okay? He is definitely saying, you know, derogatory names, being called names, you know, she's being put down. And also remember, here's another side of that, that another tentacle. There's some feelings there that she had for him. We are, we're mothers, we're women, we're nurturers, we're nurses, we're doctors, we're healers. We're supposed to be all these things rolled into one woman and we're, we're caring nurturing women and we want to we want to you know do the right thing by this relationship and the right thing is something that we were taught from our mothers and grandmothers and great-grandmothers unfortunately instead of listening to our right. intuition and going you know i think there's something wrong with this situation i need to know where do i go what do i do who do i talk to and that's the flip side here's another tentacle so we finally find our voice and say, you know, maybe a coworker or, you know, the police officer with the ride along. She finally, mm -hmm. it took her a long time, I'm sure, to finally say to that police officer, 
I think I'm in a bad situation and I don't know what to mm-hmm. do. It's yeah. hard for that woman of abuse to even go to her go coworker. And it may be that coworker has no clue how to handle it because we're not taught this. We're not taught to say, um, hey, Jane, I'm noticing that you're wearing long sleeves, especially in the summer. Is there a problem? Is there, you know, I noticed that you're getting extremely quiet. I noticed that you're not coming out with the girls anymore. All those tiny little things you asked about this earlier. Okay. All those tiny little nuances that happen in an abusive relationship that remember, it's not just uh, yesterday was great. um, And then today is shit. Okay. This happens over time and it's a little gradual every single day that, you know, it's like, you know, if I, if I picked up a bad habit, you know, I'm okay. You know, I had a drink today and then tomorrow I have two drinks and the next day it's still two drinks and two drinks and two drinks. And all of a sudden, you know, six months could go by and now I'm a full blown alcoholic. It right. doesn't happen over time. This abuse does not happen over time. So they're very subtle. It's very, the woman sometimes doesn't even realize because again, we're not taught, oh, that's abuse. Okay. Because we automatically presume and assume physical and it's not, it's that verbal. I can't tell you how many times, you know, when I first got into this relationship that he, the the biggest thing that he would do is he'd yell at the screen at the TV. Oh, you stupid bitch. That was his, his famous, (laughs) famous, it could be a newscaster. It could be, you know, his fishing shows. It didn't matter where it was. Every single woman I realize now is a stupid bitch in his eyes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Neasy has a high level, uh, a high level of anxiety, <laughs> anger, yeah, <laughs> narcissism. Absolutely. Well, let, let me say this. Let me ask this, okay? Because it seems that you know we wanted to talk about other types of of abuse, mm-hmm. and I want to interject this into the discussion because we're 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 progressively running out of time. But they're all different types of abuses. Male on female, um, but I want to go to the male on male because I've seen a lot of videos about Michael Jackson. I've seen a lot of videos. Um, of course, we know we're well aware of the R. Kelly situation. I mean, to me, that that was open and shut. It was cut and dry. It was very plain. But the Michael Jackson situation has been very, very, it's it's been very, very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's been very, very, um, oh, it's, it's, it's been an enigma. It's, it's been, un, uh, but there are scenes, on one hand, we see people saying, no, no, that's not, like, I mean, he didn't do anything. Like but. To me, as an investigator, I see things in his presentation and his performance, the clasping of the hands by the crotch. Okay, the the movements of, I, I, I just, I, I can't help it, but I, I had to say, the movements of the pelvis that he does frequently, not periodic, frequently. That is that is almost his signature move with the hand to the crotch and the movement. 
And I, I see that and I say, wait a minute, something's not. I, I'm seeing some flashes of, of an individual who accentuates, if not perpetuates, a certain type of activity or a certain type of, of, of perspective and attitude that he has toward that particular part of his body as it pertains to his art. And I, I, I question it. I certainly question it. With you being the abuse expert, Christine, what do you have to say about that? I'm putting you on okay, the spot, I'm, I'm but gonna, I'm going to do it anyway. I, I, <laughs> well, I'm going to tease you a little bit and um, play devil's advocate here and ask you, did we have those same thoughts and reactions when Elvis Presley did those moves, when he did all that gyration back well, in the Well, here's what we have a... as far as Elvis. <laughs> that may have been where it started Priscilla, it. who was very, very youthful in her age, where he had to declare his promise that he would he would bring her back an, an honest woman. So what we what we're looking at here is that individuals of fame who are bringing in other people, other individuals who are of minor ages, younger age, and having to either vouch for what they their intentions are, as Elvis did. I'll bring it back on honest woman when I bring it from Graceland. If I take it to Graceland, she'll be an honest woman. He had to vouch for that. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Michael Jackson, what did he do? That's the question. But yet we see traces. We see evidence. We see acts and we see indications of something that we just can't possibly be comfortable with. But do we really know what goes on behind closed doors? No, they don't. <laughs> no, we don't. No, we don't. And so, are we are, are we now judging? And I try real hard not to judge people. And unfortunately, it still happens. And I still do. I get, you know, hit hit on, you know, 20 times a day from guys on social media, every single social media ch channel. And my first initial reaction is to go, oh, that's fake. That's a scammer. There's no way this guy is real. So am I, because of my past and because of what I've been through, am I judging that man? before I even give him a chance to show that he's right. real or not? Are we judging, you know, Michael Jackson, the fact that, again, we really have no idea what, what, what went we're, on. We're lost in that whole really scenario, Christine. We, really we are. are. We can, we can I mean, surmise. We can, yeah. 
I've I've come to the conclusion that there is no conclusive. It's like what they do in in sports. The referees, there's inconclusive evidence to overturn this call. There is inconclusive evidence to say either way whether Michael Jackson is or is not an abuser of younger boys. And then you got to look at his background, you know? I mean, how many? He had four other siblings, okay? Mm -hmm. Five other siblings, four other brothers um you know his parents we know some of the story there's mm-hmm. is it all 100 correct is it you know 80 percent correct you got to look at his background i mean that that would be a true psychologist you know if if i were a psychology doctor psychologist and i looked at at wanted to look at that he would definitely be one of those people that i would want to study his history and his past and his family and see where those issues came from because again we're not just we didn't nine tenths out of ten we don't just go hmm i think today i'm gonna wake up and be a child abuser hmm, i think today i'm gonna wake up there's something in our past that caused all those actions and then a reaction and a reaction and another reaction and another cause and another action and another. there's something that happened throughout our lives that caused us to be who we are today okay Absolutely. you want to look we're talking about the negative side but put that in perspective i mean you know star athletes effort they had parents that supported them every step of the way and encouraged them to do to become the star athletes they are today they didn't just wake up and go oh i'm gonna swim 500 meters or you know do a a triathlon today absolutely yeah you know you're right you're absolutely right and (laughs) and that's the question that has to be asked in this particular scenario but i personally don't think it will it will ever be answered it won't. I, I really don't think, based on the Jackson estates, the amount of money that's behind that estate, um, yep. and the support that it gets in order to uh, facilitate whatever narrative that they want to uh, promote, it is what it is. Uh, you know, so so that, <laughs> but it's, but yet yet it is something as far as abuse that we need to keep in our files as it pertains to something that, who knows, we could have to refer to those files, refer to those documents, and refer to those incidents to know what we, where, we, what, where we need to go for the future. Well, Christine, we're just about out of time. I know. I'm so sorry. I know we could go. On. I know we could go on. There's so much more that I would love to t- touch on. But thank you. Yes, <laughs> you have been have, and and I, I guess I want to use this time and space that we have left to offer to you because every now and then we draft individuals to come into to be a part of our crew, particularly our our command structure um, based on their expertise, but based on their knowledge, based on their formidability and courage to bring forth what they know and what they, they need to do. We want to make you our chief security officer. Now, Denise Crosby was the was chief security officer in Star Trek, the next generation. 
And she was in charge of keeping the members of the Star Trek episode to Star Trek Enterprise safe. You have done your job and have formatively done that job in keeping women safe and have looking for their looking out for their well-being. So I would like to propose to you to be and draft you as our chief, our chief security officer of the Starship P4T. Do you, I, I, I don't like putting people on the spot, <laughs> but I'm going to do it here. I, but do you, would you want to be I, a part of this crew? I am, I am, I'm, I'm, I'm speechless. Okay. I'm stuttering, but I am, <laughs> I am so honored, but I feel that I have not fulfilled that completely yet because mm -hmm. It's still happening out there, and I have to keep moving forward. I have to keep. Okay. I, I, I accept, and I love it, but I will keep doing what I have to do, without a doubt. Right. And that's work that never been. stops. Yeah. Unfortunately, stops. yes. Yeah. And that really, honestly, that's the right response. Because you know <laughs> that you have a formidable landscape which you have to occupy yes. other than now here. What we intend to do is that we want to allow this vehicle to be a voice, a very powerful voice in a progressive sense in bringing about what needs to be done in the community, whether it be for women, whether it be for minorities, whether it be for proper legislation that affects our general public and just so that there is fairness, we do not espouse or promote a particular political party. We are neither Democrat nor Republican. We are neither right nor left. What we stand for is what is right. Yes. The difference between what we do and the difference between what we will not do is the difference between right and wrong. We are standing on the sign of right. And that's it. That's what our mission is. That's what our goal is. To be that type of vehicle. To allow people, whether they be on the left side or the right side, to be about working, allowing us to work together as a human, as the human species as humanity to bring about what we need to do to make this world a better place and that's it in a nutshell so again i want to commend you and want to thank you for this conversation for this interview christine you have been magnificent you have given us i mean you have given us so much information that we know we couldn't get from anybody else. That's the reason why we said we, um, <laughs> it was, it's just program has been long overdue. Um, but again, you, you kind of scared me in the beginning when you, <laughs> you kind of scared me in the beginning when you were, you know, I was, you had said that I'm an expert. I'm like, Oh my God, this is the last thing I wanted to be an expert at. But <laughs> 
I, I cannot thank you guys enough. This this has been. Yeah, I, I hope I I hope I ruffled some feathers and blew some minds. <laughs> you have, you have, and we will, and that's what we do. Mark and yes. I, we can. Yes. In fact, there is a feature that we're going to add that we're going to run down and rant and go after the infrastructure that seeks to destroy our democracy. We're gonna go after the infrastructure that seeks to destroy a narrative that is false. Because, you know, Fox News is just, I'm, I'm sorry. I, you, know, I, you know, I would like to give Rupert Murdoch some, some, some love and some dap for having a, a decent name. But Rupert, no, you're full of shit. And you've been, I had a guest on this show, case and point, proof positive, who was from Australia, Australia, where he, that was the first country that he destroyed with his news network by destroying their democracy with misinformation, with lies. We, we, folks, we can't live in a society where we are driven particularly coming down from our leadership by lies, misinformation. I mean, that, that is, that is the recipe for disaster. And, and I think it, it is apropos. I'll close with this. It is apropos that they have elected a Republican congressman in the name of George Santos who got to that position, that position by nothing but 95, if not 100% on lies. George Santos is a liar. He is a scam artist. He is nothing but a grifter. And yet this man is sitting in the United States U.S. Congress on a resume that is full of lies. On $700,000 that has been donated, we need to find out where that came from. We really do. This is the state of affairs that we're in as far as our government. And it takes us, you, Christine, in every segment of our society and in our community to take hold, to bring about, and to speak truth to power because our government officials and I suppose it government leaders are not doing just that. They're lying to us. They're lining their pockets and they're doing nothing but securing their own personal power. They can't, they don't give a shit about us. And I'm saying this to Democrats and Republicans, both of them. Yeah. I'm saying it. See, it, it it has come to a situation where people don't want to get, particularly people in Washington, want to don't want to get lock horns with me because I stand for what is true, what is real, what is <laughs> the difference between falsehoods and truth. You can stand on whatever narrative that you want to, and if it's false then rest assured it's going to be broken down by the truth. So Christine, I'm going to allow you space to give your final 
and closing thoughts for this program. So take it away. Oh, uh, wow. Uh, thank you. Thank you guys so much for this. This is, this really has been awesome. This is why I do this. This is why I help coach. Um, you know, if anybody's interested, um, just Google Sassy Coach Christine. You'll find me everywhere. Um, I, I do offer free hour consultations, coaching. I have a ton of different programs that I do. Um, if, if that woman is out there, I don't care if it's the middle of the night and you need somebody to talk to, find my phone number, find my DM, get in touch with me. I will help you however I can, wherever we can. We are a, a group that is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And there's a lot of us that are willing to help as much as we possibly can. But the, the easiest thing, just sassycoach.com. Book a session. Let's talk. Let's chat. Find out where you're at, where we can get you sassy, you know, strong, assertive, smart, sexy, and independent. <laughs> All right. I like that. Yeah. And we will have that in the show notes as well. Yeah. Uh, and, and provide that and, and do our best to promote it as well. And so I'd like folks, to just, Christian, thank you. Mm -hmm. Gary, excuse me, let me jump in just for a second before we close out the show. Uh, Christine, um, one of the things that I get from th these discussions, these Q&As about abusive relationships, is that I think it's very important to convey to our listeners that early on in a relationship is to be objective to the abuser on key points as you possibly can and that will identify a whole lot of hidden um maybe not hidden agendas but uh hidden qualities that that may not be welcome that may not be healthy for the relationship it's just be objective early on don't be as sage as I am, because sometimes I can be a sage type guy. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then when I get fed up, then I blow up, you know. That's unhealthy. So I just like to jump in and add that because uh, I've realized that during this conversation. Absolutely. It's very important. Absolutely. Thank you. Listen, I, I tell women, I tell women all the time, follow your intuition. It knows. Mm -hmm. It's giving that slightest little inclination that there's something off, something wrong. Follow it. It will tell you what to do. And and call somebody that, you know, talk to somebody. You know, get some clarification. Get confirmation that, oh yeah, you know, it's not that's not a good relationship. You know, what can we yes, do about it? But, but you're you you're right. Follow your intuition. Follow your gut. It it knows. Well folks, again, Christine, we thank you for taking the time and your busy schedule to be with us. Of course, Mark, we thank you and all of our listeners to being with us for this session of Progress for Jamal. <laughs> I just want to close out again for this being It has been long overdue. Yes, it's been long. Be sure to find and follow us on our Twitter page at Prog, the number four, tomorrow. You can find our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, or wherever you may get your podcasts. Be sure to like, give us a five-star review, and subscribe. Yeah.